What's up, Basketball Jones family? It's your boy, Coach Ken up here, and I am here with a brand new segment. It's called Coach's Corner. This is for all of our coaches looking to build their own program. Maybe you just got hired, but this is how you build a program from the ground up, and we're going to show you step by step. If you have any questions, anything, man, y'all make sure y'all go on Facebook. Join the Facebook group, Basketball Jones Crew Group. I'm sorry. <laughs> And hashtag Coach's Corner so y'all have any questions. Also, this is a great place for players to find out where they can fit into a program. Learn what coaches are looking for and then try to fit in. Well, that's enough of me talking. Let's go ahead and get into the show. What's up, y'all? It is Coach Kenup, and this is our first episode of Coach's Corner. Yep, with a K. Coach's Corners with a K. K, K. I'm just gonna keep it like that. You know what? I was gonna make a joke, but I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna go there. It's 2021. It's a new day. It's a new age. We're gonna move past that. But anyway, like I said, this coach's corner. Today is the very first episode. I thought I'd start the episode by just giving a little bit of my basketball background, I guess you could say. BB, basketball background. And then uh getting on with the topic of the show. So my name, like I said, Coach Kenny. Coach Kenup, whatever y'all want to call me. Um, I've been playing basketball since I lived in California. That's where I was born and raised. Shout out Stanford girls. They just won the national championship. I was born in Stanford Hospital. So shout out to them. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been playing basketball since I was like nine. Uh, played competitively all the way until I was probably, except my senior season in high school. So until I was 17. Then after that, I just continue to play recreational, you know, stuff like that, uh, rec league, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for my playing career. Um, I started off training slash coaching. I, I say it's almost the same thing because when I train kids, I train them so like if I was to coach them, then that's how I would coach them. So uh, I did training slash coaching. I've been doing this since my sister was in middle school. So, damn, my sister's a sophomore in college now. And so that's, whew, how many how many years is that? That's like seven, seven years, eight years. So seven, eight years. So back when I was like 18, 18, 19, around that time, that's when I first started training. So I've been training for about, shit, seven, eight years now. That's crazy. I ain't, like when you think about it like that, it's crazy. But, yeah, I started off with her. Just, you know, she wanted to play middle school. I mean, play basketball middle school, so I started off training her. Uh, she eventually got a scholarship to go on to play uh, for the school out of, in uh, Wichita, Kansas. I think that's what – no, they're not in Wichita. McPherson. That's the name of the school, too. <laughs> it's, it's close by Wichita, Kansas. But it's called McPherson uh, College out there in McPherson, Kansas. So shout out to her. Um, yeah, she's a sophomore out there. Uh, but yeah, I started off training her, and then I also trained my other younger sister, who is currently uh, going into the senior season at Travis High School here out in Richmond, Rosenberry, Texas. Um, but yeah, I started off, like I said, just training those two, getting them ready, getting them prepared. Didn't really take it serious, like, oh, yeah, I can do, I can just train them. And every now and then their teammates be like, oh, yeah, can you train us too? And so I'll train them. And, you know, I just, you know, doing it for free, just doing it out of the love of the game, just giving back to the youth, and I just loved it. Like I said, it wasn't just about my sisters. I was doing it with her teammates and 
whoever else came up to me and was like, hey, can you train me? Can you teach me this? Can you teach me that? How would you do that? How can you do this? And and also, it caused me to really break down the game and really, really enjoy the game more than I did when I was playing. Because when I was playing, nobody really taught me how to watch film, how to appreciate film, how to mimic movements or learn footwork or different things from just different plays and from watching the game and breaking it down and learning the offense, learning the defense, learning the ways of the game, the philosophy, the strategies. And I never really did that until I became a coach. When I was playing, I was just trying to get a bucket. You know, hey, how do I get buckets? That's all I was worried about. How do we get buckets? But now I realize the game is about more than that and it's about angles and it's it's mental. It's more mental than anything else. Um, strategic, like I said, when I say mental, I don't mean just always out thinking or out drawing up a plays with X's and O's. Cause everybody know X's and O's. But I mean mental as like far as like mental strength. How 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 much can you mentally be pushed, and and who can be mentally pushed, and who do you have to give more emotion to, and stuff like that. That's what I mean by mental and just about body language and things that you don't think about when you initially think about basketball, but that matters, especially when it comes to winning and losing. It matters. It matters. It matters. Body language matters. It matters. Winner's body language is different from loser's body language. And that's the type of stuff we're just going to discuss on the podcast. Yes, I will talk about X's and O's, but like I said, basketball is about so much more than that. Basketball is life. Ball is life, man. Shout out to Ball is Life because it is like you can take stuff about life and apply it to basketball and vice versa. And that's why I love the sport so much because I'm able to grow not only as a basketball player because I still do play. I'm still looking for leagues. So, hey, if you know any good leagues, like, let your boy know. I still get buckets. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I still get buckets. One of the best trainers slash coaches out there right now. Boy, you better – if you don't believe me, I can show you, for sure. Just let me know the time and the place I'll pull up. But that's besides the point. But player slash coach slash trainer, just an all-around student of the game. I'm just an all-around student. And the game is always evolving, so I'm always going to be a student of the game. I never stop learning from the game. And that's why I feel like some people get thrown into that old head because they feel like their way is the best way or the new generation feel like their way is the best way. And it's just learn. learn. Just learn. Become a student again. Learn the past. Learn the present. Learn the future. Everything all comes under one because the game is always evolving. And if you just stay with one with one era, you're gonna get left behind. And it shows. It showed itself many, 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 many times. And it will keep continue to show. Like, hey, if you don't if you don't evolve with the times, you're gonna get left behind for sure. But that's besides the point. That's my introduction as myself, I guess, as the host of the Coach's Corner. And for y'all that have been listening to my podcast who never really got my basketball background, there you go. See, that's why you got to listen to all the shows. Um, but, yeah, man, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of our break. And we're going to come back with uh, the topic of the day. We are back here with Coach's Corner. It's Coach Ken up. And, uh, yeah, so y'all sat through the introduction. Now let's go ahead and get right into the topic of the day. Man, building a program from the ground up. So, like I said, some of these episodes are going to be more aimed towards players. Some are going to be more aimed towards coaches or kind of like today's, like, people looking to build their own AAU program or maybe even a coach 
that just got a high school gig or a middle school gig or a private school gig or maybe even a college gig to where you just got hired out of university or college or maybe even a junior college or whatever whatever level you're on. Like This can work from all aspects, even a YMCA aspect, if you're doing that and can scout that. Because um, like some, some areas you're going to be able to scout and be more hands-on. In some areas I know you're more handicapped to, let's say, like, if you got a public school, you can only get kids that go to that school or that's enrolled in that school. You can't really go to the next school and be like, well, that, that kid is good. Hey, come to my school. I mean, you can to a certain extent, and coaches do that, but it's really frowned upon. I mean, not really, not so much now, because, like I said, everybody does it now. Everybody scouts, and everybody try to team up and go to the same high school. So kids do it on their own, even regardless. So, I mean, it does help if the kids like you or the other players like you. But, like I said, besides the point, like I know some organizations are more handicapped than others, but I'm going to try to speak to as many of those people as possible. So, like I said, this is not really a player's podcast, if that makes sense. I will have those type of podcasts that speaking more to the players than more to somebody that's not building a program and vice versa. Like I said, these podcasts will vary. So, like I said, I'm making this culture corner. It's just talking about basketball, the X's and O's, the programs, building it, what you need to know about, you know, just as I learned teaching y'all. And also, y'all can teach me and come on here. And that's, hey, that gives me my first little little alley-oop to, hey, man, y'all make sure y'all get on Clubhouse. If you have an iPhone, it's not on Android yet, sadly. But if you have an iPhone, get the app Clubhouse. And I will invite you. Uh, I haven't made a room yet, but eventually I will make a room. Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, I'll make a room. And uh, I just want to get on there and just talk to y'all. Like, if y'all don't get a chance to come on the podcast, I only get a chance to have second guests and a few guests. But um, we can get on Clubhouse. We can all talk at the same time. We can debate, discuss, talk, conversate, teach, uh, whatever, however it goes. But, yeah, that's besides the point. Let's get right into it, man. Building a program from the ground up. I'm going to take a lot of these philosophies, because that's a lot of this is. It's a lot of it is not really X's and O's. We can get into that eventually, but a lot of this is not that. And I learned these type of philosophies from my favorite two coaches of all time. And it was not Phil Jackson. I read our back. Um, it's not Doc Rivers, whoever. Um, I can't be thinking anybody else. I already said Phil. It's none of them. My two favorite coaches of all time is one, Greg Popovich, and two, Calipari, John Calipari. I don't know why, but I want to say Rick Calipari so bad, but John Calipari. Those are by far my two favorite coaches. It's not Coach K, not Phil Jackson. Except those are all great, remarkable coaches. But my favorite two is by far Greg Popovich and John Calipari. And this is where I get a lot of this stuff from. Um, cause like I said, I listen to them all the time, just talking about basketball, talking about life, and just different things. And uh, one thing that they both preach is about having players, having kids, whatever, with good character. Like, yes, of course, you're not an idiot. You want kids who can play. But character matters just as much. If you have a kid who can hoop and can play, but if he is a bad person, he is a bad kid, he just doesn't have his head on straight, he he has no life. I'm not saying he does, he 
he has potential, but he just doesn't show it. No, like, if he just a bad apple and you can just tell, like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Whatever happens, happens. But if that's a bad kid, it's going to be hard to get that bad kid to buy in to you personally. Because, like I said, if he don't respect his mother, if he, like, just off to his house, he going to respect. If he has no respect for anything, how is he going to respect you? That's one thing. You got to have respect. Got to have kids with great character, show up on time, like hard nosed, like like the Tim Duncans, the the John Walls, the 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 yeah. People might say, oh, Demarcus Cousins is this is that, but no, Demarcus Cousins is a good dude. If you sit there and you really look at the things he's done in his career and stuff like that, yeah, I know you get a bad rep for whatever. On the, but it's different between competing, being in the lines. And, and bad, having bad character. DeMarcus Cousins does not have bad character. Like, if you look at DeMarcus Cousins off the court, he's always, always smiling. Always smiling with his teammates and whoever. Like, I've never really seen him off the court not smiling. Like, I've seen DeMarcus Cousins smile so many times. So, it's like, y'all, y'all put these bad reps on these great teammates and great individuals. And that's what y'all need to start y'all programs with. Like I said, the talent matters. Don't get me wrong. The, the talent matters, but character matters just as much, if not maybe even more. Well, no, I'm not going to say more. Let me not be. Let me not get ahead of myself. But it matters just as much. All right. But, yeah, building a team with great characters. Because you got, like I said, if you got a really good player. If your best player buys into you and is a good, wholesome individual, it's going to be easy for them to trickle down that effect to the next person and the next person, and so forth and so on. Like, it's going to be easy. Like, look at Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, example one. Um, Yeah, the second thing I put is great players don't always make great teammates or great winners. Like I said, you can have a dude that can go off of 50, but like I said, we all know, like I said, the, the, the sorry losers type. Like, I mean, show me a good loser. I'll show you a, a, a loser. So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, what are they saying? Like, if you lose and you always pointing the finger or making excuses, you see what I'm saying, compared to losing, embracing you lost, and taking on the challenge to getting better, and, and when you get the opportunity again, you're going to prevail the next time. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you have to make sure, like, when you do fail, you take responsibility and you do all you can next time. I said, you and your teammates, y'all weren't the best. Don't say, oh, I was the best. And like, no, everybody, from top to bottom, own, ownership, whoever, like I said, the owner, principal, whoever, from top to bottom, head coach, whoever. Like, it's everybody fought that. We lost that game. So everybody has to be better. We have no excuses next time out. So then we can prevail and become legendary. Because that's what everybody's aspirations is, to be legendary. Um, now the X's and O's. All right. Now before I give my take on X's and O's, I would like to say this is why, once again, I'm plugging the clubhouse. Y'all got to come on. We got to talk and negotiate and negotiate. Not really negotiate. We got to uh, talk and debate and just put everything out on the table so we can talk about X's and O's and what y'all prefer. Because my X's and O's are different from anybody else's X's and O's. Because we all was raised differently as basketball players. I was raised a point guard slash shooting guard. So I'm going to be more guard-irritated. 
Like, the guards going to have the ball in their possession a lot in my office compared to somebody that grew up a post player. Like, my sister, her high school coach is a post. She played post at A-Leaf Elstick High School, and I think she won a state championship, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, won a state championship for A-Leaf Elsick. Um, I forgot what year. Y'all can research or whatever. But she's a post player, and she has an offense dominated by post players. A lot she had a, a girl she coached. Go to Baylor and is currently playing at Baylor, named Queen. Um, but yeah, as you can see, like she's more post oriented. Her office gonna be more guilt to post feeds and post entry passes and feeding the post and then kicking it out for a three. That's more her concept. Which as me being a guard, I'm looking more five out guard dribble penetrate kick dribble penetrate five out. Options, different options. We can do a ball exchange. We can run a flare option off of it. You know, guard stuff. Like, a lot of them, like, I, I do have post entries. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an idiot. If I see a mismatch, we're going to take advantage of it. But my offense is more guard-oriented. So, yeah, that's just how I grew up as a player. And so that's what I I know. So I'm going to cater to what I know. Maybe I will have a really good post player as a assistant coach and I'll learn the ends of the post more. But as of right now, hey, if it don't if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, like I said, I will have a pretty good record if I may say so myself under my short coaching stance. Oh I forgot to tell you too. I've been coaching for about uh I said I did YMCA for about a year or two and then I took a break with that. So I'll say all in all I've been coaching for about Four years? Three, four years now. About three, four years. So, yeah. But that's besides the point. Like I said, um, I just love the way I coach, so I run five out. Um, I press. I run up-tempo offense. The more shots, the better. For my team, at least, I try to force a lot of turnovers, so I try to hide the press. I try to hide the uh, intensity. Like I said, I look for good defense, but it might not show because I'm trying to speed the game up. Like, naturally, both teams are going to shoot more shots in games that I coach because that's the type of tempo I want. I want up and down, up and down, up and down. I want to forward shoot into bad turnovers. I want it to be a high turnover game for my team. I want to get up and down. Like, yeah, I'm a defensive coach, but it probably want to show that on the scoreboard because I probably do give up a lot of points, but that's because I'm just so aggressive on defense. Like, I try to fill my offense on my defense. My offense, I got... As of right now, with my current 17U AAU team that I coach, a uh, girls, AAU, 17U AAU girls, uh, I got three, three, four set plays? No, three. Three three really set plays. Three set plays, and that's it. And after that, just options and five-out type work, pass and cut. That's it. Motion offense. It's basic. See, I don't, I don't like a lot of, you know, some coaches like running 20 sets and got five sets for this player, three sets for that player. Like, I'm, uh, like I'll probably get to that eventually and maybe especially if I, like, get to, like, a professional level, collegiate level or that type. But as far as AAU and then having a new group and transferring to that group, and I want to be versatile as a coach. So I don't want a lot of sets. I don't want a lot of sets for one individual person in this. Because, you know, like, everybody's game is different. So, 
I feel like I handicapped myself as a coach. But, yeah, of course, I still want to cater these sets to what this team needs. But I also want to be able to just, boom, have three sets for another team, three sets for another team. You see what I'm saying? And just work within those sets, and we just work as a team. And as the team grows, if I feel like we need to grow more or add more, which eventually we will because, like, I feel like once they had no the offense like the back of their hand or the sets like the back of their hand, then, yeah, then we could progress on to the next one and the one after that and so far and so far. But, uh, yeah, at first I just want to keep it simple. Keep it simple until, like I said, everyone knows all five positions. With they, not only that they know what they're supposed to be doing, but they know what the one – if I play the four, uh, the four position uh, – they know what the two guard puts be doing. And the one guard knows, especially the one. The one got to know what one through five doing. The five got to know through what one through five doing. Like, everybody has to know every single set, every single option off of each break, every single boom, breakdown, who does what. You see what I'm saying? Like, and then we're going to more. That's just how I like to be. And that's how I, I run my practice, too. Like I said, same thing every day. What you do, what you do, what you do. And, like, Teaching them, like, don't just worry about what you do, what you're going to do here. Then they throw them there. Okay, boom. Yeah, I know I usually have you here, but now you're here. What do you do now? Like, come on, you got to pay attention at all times. You can't just know your position. I want my team not to be probably not the most skilled because I probably won't have the most skilled girls, especially at the level I'm at right now. But I will have the smartest team. I will have a team that understands what we want to get out of the offense and out of the defense. I am teaching them what I want them to know and what the whole goal and the objective is. So then by the end of the year, everybody knows, hey, how to play our brand of basketball. If we're going to win, this is the brand of basketball. We have to play night in and night out. And those teams are hard to beat. Those teams are honestly the hardest to beat. When they have an identity, they know that identity, and they – Execute that identity. Those are those San Antonio Spurs teams. And that's why I said Greg Popovich, like, like, he by far my favorite coach. And this is where I get a lot of this stuff from. Uh, not necessarily that because, you know, he ran, like, he ran the two two bigs. He had Tim Duncan at the power forward, who them at seven feet. And then he had big-ass uh, uh, Robinson. Uh, what's his name? Damn, the Admiral. And I forget brilliant. I was just saying, but it doesn't matter. He had the Admiral and freaking Tim Duncan down there and running two bigs. And I I don't like that. I'm more of a Golden State Warriors uh, five-out kind of guy. What do they call it? Space and pace? Or I don't know what they called it. Hampton five. I mean, even before KD, though, the, the Warriors small ball lineup. I, I love that lineup. Like, Draymond have a small but feisty post. And let's get our run. Let's lock up. It's, like I said, the score. Those Warriors teams under underappreciated defensively. But that's because they score so much, and that, that's I mean that's just the that's just the the way it goes. And like I say, your defense fills your offense, so your offense looks more remarkable than it actually is, honestly. And that's kind of that's the kind of team I want to run, and that's what inspired me, honestly. So yeah, um, before we go ahead and keep going on, I got a couple more points, but uh. I'm going to give y'all one more little sponsor break, and then we'll be right back with the rest of the episode. What is this? Man, stop playing with him, man. This is our new show. Brand new show for all the unranked, undervalued, underappreciated 
underrated players in the NBA and coming up in the ranks. So if you got somebody that you think doesn't get enough due or doesn't get their flowers, hey, man, make sure y'all tune in to the Stop Playing With Him podcast episode so you can see if we mention the player. Again, that is Stop Playing With Him episode on the Basketball Jones podcast. Now let's get back to the podcast. All right, so we're back to wrap up the end of the first episode of the Coach's Corner. Y'all understand, man. I really, I really, I don't know if y'all can tell by just the way I talk when I talk about this stuff, but I'm really passionate about this stuff, and it's really been like a dream come true to be able to like to launch this podcast. So if y'all could subscribe, share it, man. Like, I really appreciate it because, like I said, this is just something I'm going to do consistently, and it's something I love to do. Like I said, I'm a coach. I want to talk to more coaches. I want to learn from more coaches slash trainers and just continue to grow my basketball knowledge. And as much as I grow my knowledge, share with others and just keep doing it. Keep learning and then sharing, learning and sharing. And it's just an everlasting loop. But, uh, yeah, man, before we get over, I mean, before we get to this last part of this podcast, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Coach Kenup. I think it's no Coach Kenny. I'm sorry. At Coach Kenny B Ball. I think that's what it is. I gotta double check. But follow my Instagram. You you can find me. Uh follow me at Coach uh Coach Kenny or Coach Kenup at Clubhouse. Also don't forget, make sure you follow the Facebook group, Basketball Jones. I know that's the show. <laughs> I don't know about all my Instagram and uh tags. I mean Instagram tags. I don't know about all my social media tags, but I know about the Facebook group. That's Basketball Jones. You can always catch me there for sure if you want to just talk to me or whatever. I'm the one that's always posting, always engaging, always throwing out some type of stuff, always promoting his podcast. (laughs) That's me. So, yeah, man, I'm always on there. Um, But, yeah, uh, can't think of – oh, excuse me. Can't think of anything else, so let's go ahead and get on with the end of the podcast. Uh, Like I was saying at first, man, I'm – I'm more of a new school, I guess, type of offense. Five out, shooting a lot of threes, a lot of possessions, a lot of shot go up. Heavy defense though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a defense. I like to think of myself as a defensive coach. Defense comes first. We gonna play defense first. Y'all can really do damn near do whatever on offense. I got a couple sets. Get y'all within to y'all break this, break that, boom, 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 and then do whatever. But we gonna lock up. We are going to lock up. That's one thing we are going to do. I'm going to be a very, very, very good defensive team. Like, I have some of the best defensive teams. We force a lot of turnovers. Now, I need to get them more route on offense because, like I said, I give them so much freedom. Sometimes it causes a lot of turnovers, and I'm learning to mesh with that. But, hey, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. And that's one thing I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with y'all on things I need to work up. Because, like I said, it's, uh, the dumb coach is the one that thinks he knows it all and has all the answers. All right? I'm learning. I'm learning as I go. And I notice the same situation. My, my offense gets real stagnant. And that's up to me. And, I gotta, and I've got been talking to my point guard, and we've been working on it, and we've been coming up with ideas, and we're working through it. Like I said, we're getting better. I'm not making it seem like I'm, it's the same mistakes. I'm making the same mistakes over. No, I correct my mistakes easily. But – it's still mistakes that we have, and that so they occurred twice in two different games. So uh, we're gonna make sure we we take care of that, so we're not losing no more. Um. But yeah. Uh. Besides that, uh. 
I also said, oh, I meant to say, like I was saying, that I like the, the whole Warrior lineup when you got your, your really five predominant ball handlers. That's how I like it. Like, yeah, you might have one post that you don't want handling the ball. And I, I respect that and I get that. You need that rim protector. You need that big inside goggling up them rebounds and doing what you need to be done in the inside. But I prefer five out to where five people can get the rebound. And we go. We run it. We run it. Four people running their lanes. Cause that way you can get that way stops are like turnovers. When you get a stop and whoever gets the rebound could run it like a fast break. That's why Westbrook with those triple doubles are so just deadly. Because if Westbrook is getting your rebound, every every possession, all like if Westbrook get 15 rebounds, that means 15 possessions. He's that's almost like 15 turnovers. That's like 15 possessions. He's coming at you full speed. He's getting the rebound. He's coming at you full speed. No outlet, none of that. Outlet slows the games down. I noticed that. When you have a post who gets the rebound, he spends his time looking for a guard, that slows your teams down. But if you got a post player, quote-unquote, who can rebound the ball and bust it up the floor while your guards leak out, your point guard, and then you pick it up to your point guard like at half court, and then your point guard can make an easy play, and it's an easy three or it's a layup. Come on now. It makes everybody's job easier. Just by him taking three to four dribbles, maximum. Sometimes no dribbles. But three to four dribbles maximum and becoming a playmaker and setting, the, setting really the play for everybody. He might not make the assist or she might not make the assist, but they'll make the assist that becomes the assist, that becomes the play, that becomes the alley-oop, that becomes a kick-out three. You see, and I just that's type of philosophy, that's type of offense I like. I like that flea-flowing, like, all five, whoever gets the rebound, we go. Boom. That's type of, that's type of offense I want to run. That's type of team I want to run to it no matter what. I, I love Ben Simmons at the four. He'd be like, oh, Ben Simmons has to run the point guard. He running the, no, Ben Simmons can run my offense from the four. And still play the natural four position when we got to walk it up or when we want to walk it up. But I will I will play with with that with that seven sister team. Uh I will play Ben at the four. Play Ben at the four. Give me one, two, three, and then and B. And really and B could push that hole too. And B slow though. That's the only thing. He kinda slow. But um hey, he can make three to the four dribbles, push it up, and we gone. We gone. And then we pressing. You know, I would press in the NBA. I don't know why a lot of the NBA teams don't press or those call. I guess they, they these are really talented players and you're not gonna be able to just overrush them and they got yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. I'll just have to get beat by a hundred every night. Cause I would press. And it'd probably be a lot of players that don't want to play for me because they'd be like, damn, all the dudes do is press. Can we like sag back and not play defense? But I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm not an NBA coach. But I would press in the NBA. Why don't they press in the NBA? Why? If these players are, are just as talented on defense as they are offensively, press. Press. If, if, we, if I have athletes, you have athletes, don't that cancel out? Yeah, I get these are offensive, world, world-class offensive players, but these are also supposed to be world, world, world-class NBA players, period. Like the NBA or basketball is not just about scoring. Crossovers, highlights, deep threes. I bet Steph ain't uh, shooting them deep threes on pressing his ass. For sure. 
Like I said, man, I don't know. So I love pressing. I would whatever level I play at, I will have some type of press. Now I don't, I don't, I wouldn't probably press all eighty-two, two games. I wouldn't. I would press probably like twenty or thirty though. Some of the key key marquee matchups. Or maybe I'll press every team once. Just to see how it looks against every team. I'll, I'll press, what is it? There's 29 teams, and I count yourself. So I'll, I'll press 29 times a season. Not the whole 82. 29 games, and after that, not pressing no more into the playoffs. Unless we see a team that we want to in the team be like, hey, let's press them because we're going to have to meet them. And wah, 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 wah. And I'm like, hey, strategize. So let, let's say... Let's say 30 to 40. I press 30 to 40 times a year. I'm just gonna, my athletes are going to be in better shape than yours. My, my bench is going to be deeper than yours because I have to get into my bench. I got multiple players scoring 20 points. Because we're getting up and down. We shoot more over here. Because we get more stops. We get more turnovers. We get more possessions. More possessions, more players are happy because more players are touching the ball. I, yes, it's one basketball, but if I... Times that basketball times 20 possessions and he times about 50 possessions, yeah. I'm going to have team trying to slow it down. But I'm also have a press, too, trapping your ass. The traps do work in the NBA. I've seen it. I've seen big turnovers off traps. I've seen big turnovers off presses. A la Larry Bird. Come on, now. Come on, now. Warriors, one of the best Warrior games. I'm a Warriors fan. I'm sorry. One of the best Warrior games of all times was when um, they trapped KD. And KD just threw a turnover. I think that was what happened. Oh, yeah, he just threw a turnover, and that's what made it go into overtime. I remember that game. That's when Steph hit that deep three when KD had fouled out in overtime after throwing a turnover. Like I said, pressing works, man. Like I said, I got athletes, you got athletes. If I like, if I feel like my talent is even anywhere near your talent, I'm going to press you. Even, really, if I feel like we're under you, I'm gonna press you, cause I gotta make up for all the all the missed shots we're gonna have compared to y'all. Cause y'all gonna make more than us, but I'm gonna cause you to make more mistakes than us. And yeah, y'all might have film and why, why, why. I'm gonna have thirty goddamn presses for your ass, man oh man. One three one. Two two one. One, one, two. One. All that. Now, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'll be one hell of a motherfucking coach. I'll be one sorry-ass coach or one hell of a coach. Because I'm either gonna get beat by 50 because of my, I'm in my ways. Or I'm gonna be right there with the greats. Because I'm gonna have an unorthodox-ass system. But it's gonna be my system. And I'm about to run these motherfuckers like it's a motherfucking... Mid-major Fucking Rick Pitino When Rick Pitino played in the NBA Or coached in the NBA And he stopped pressing Rick, that's, that's all you do at Louisville And you got to the NBA And you, and you weren't, weren't pressing as consistent as you were at Louisville I mean, like I said I'm not pressing on 82 games I'm not I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that to these, to these grown-ass men They still gotta go home and function For their families But I will have them pressing. And they will be the best athletes and the most in-shape athletes and most in-shape team. And we will be the most in-shape team in the NBA. That's one thing you will say about my team if I was an NBA coach. Our team would be 
more in shape than any other team in the league. Like, conditioning would not be a problem on my team. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get up, we're trying to get up 100 shots. 150, 200 shots. We're trying to get stops and get up more shots. And more stops and more shots. Stop shots. That's, that's what you would call my, that's what you would call my, uh, my coaching philosophy. Stops and cops. Stops and cops. Stops and cops. Cops. Why am I saying cops? Stops and shots. Stops and shots. That's what you would call it. Stops and shots. But yeah, man, that's pretty much it. That's episode one, building a program. Um, I hope y'all got a good background of me. I, I kind of wanted to start with this topic just because I wanted to get a sense of what I am. Uh, yeah, we started off with a little background, basketball background, when I started playing, when I started training. Didn't, didn't really, I forgot to tell y'all when I started coaching, but I kind of talked about that later on in the podcast when I talked about coaching philosophies. Um, but yeah, then I talked about the most important thing when you build a program is building a program with great character people. And I said, not only just players, I didn't emphasize that, but also like if you're, if you have a GM or if you have an owner or waza waza waza, like you can't really control the owner, the people who put you in that position, but you can control certain aspects. You can control your assistance. You can control the players you bring in and vice and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you can also choose to walk away if they're not giving you power to put people in the position that you are willing to work with. Like, nobody wants to go every day and see somebody that they don't like and work with somebody that they don't like. If you ever have that experience, it is not a great, it's not a good experience at all. Nobody want to wake up and see somebody that they hate, they despise. Like, that is not great working conditions. That is not going to breed success. You have to be around somebody at least you can tolerate and respect. Respect. That, that's the most key word. Respect. As long as there's a mutual respect there, y'all don't have to like each other. Or it don't have to be the greatest time. Because it won't. Trust me. Any champion, any winner will let you know that. It is a grind. It is a process. And it is a journey to get to that level. To get to the championship. To get to that number one seed, that number one whatever. It is a climb to get to the top. It's top for a reason. Mountains. It's a top for a reason. It's a climb. It's a journey. It's a battle. But you have to enjoy it and you have to really, really engage in it and just strive on it and just live off of it. And you got to have people with good character that's going to be willing to take that same journey with you. That's on that same mission with you. That wants to go through that same process with you. But you got to put the right people in those positions. If not, it's never going to work. Like I said, character matters. It matters. Skill, don't get me wrong. I'm going to keep realizing this. Talent, yes, it matters. But character like matters just as much. It's easy to see if somebody can play. It's easy. Easy. Throw a basketball out there. It's easy. Five on five. You can see who can shoot, who can do what, who can do this, who can do that, who can rebound, who's a good passer, who's a good, well, who's a good leader, who has good body language, who's a good communicator on and off the court with their body language, who, 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 who put feels in their fire. When, when, when you see teams down, who's that, that kid that everybody turned to or that uplift everybody or no matter what's going on, just always got the right – Motive, attitude. Who is that kid? 
Who is that player? That's who I want on my team. And those are people I can turn into whatever. Because those are the ones who got the right heart, who got the right mindset, who mentally can go through any test, any battle, and will come out on the right side. Those are the type of people I want to go to war with because that's how I am. Body language, posture, those are things I think about now. Those are the things I emphasize now when I'm on the court, when I'm training, when I'm doing my own thing by myself. Think about those things, especially when you're putting people in positions to succeed or that cost you your job. Come on now. Common sense. And, and players, and it goes for y'all too, man. If y'all listening, like be those type of players. Be those good character players. Be those like, yes, work on your game. Get nice. Get buckets. Get crafty. But also learn how to control your temper. Body language. Learn how to control these things. Attitude. Energy. Learn how to bring it. Learn how to, how, how to get it out of your teammates. And trust me, you're going to go places with that, just with those characteristics. Having a nice jump shot. Of being a good passer, being a good defender. You have a certain skill and a certain talent. And, and if you put great character with that, you're going to go some places as well, man. Believe me, especially within this game of basketball. For shit show. I stand by that. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's Coach Ken up. It's Coach's Corner, man. Y'all make sure y'all go on Facebook. Join the Facebook group, Basketball Jones. Uh, y'all make sure y'all follow Basketball Jones. Subscribe to Basketball Jones. Man, that's, that's what y'all listening to right now, Basketball Jones. Yes, this show is called Coach's Corner. And we're just putting out podcasts every week on the week. I'm dropping this Tuesday. I'm dropping again next Tuesday. What am I going to drop? Hey, you just got to subscribe to find out. But, yeah, it's Coach Kenup. It's Coach's Corner. Like I said, y'all make sure y'all go on that Facebook group. Y'all join the group. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'll put that information in the description because or in the whatever the description or, you know, I'm talking about the thing that describes what the, the podcast is about. So, yeah, description. I'll put it down there. So y'all can go ahead and follow me and stuff like that. I don't want to give y'all the wrong information. But follow me on Clubhouse. Follow me on Instagram. And y'all talk to me, man. And join the Facebook group. Talk to me. I want to talk to y'all. I want to meet y'all. I want to learn from y'all. Cause I know there's people out there that's not only listening and trying to learn from me, but that can teach me stuff too. So y'all communicate with me. Talk back. I don't bite. But yeah, that's the first episode. Coach's Corner. And we gone. That's the episode of the day. I really hope y'all enjoyed it. Don't forget to join the Facebook group, Basketball Jones. And also, don't forget to subscribe and share it to your friends. All right, man. See y'all next week.